Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. WABC Talk Radio 77 uh, in New York. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, with you. I was reading. I'm sorry. I was still reading something that we're going to discuss with Princess Di. There is so much news today. If you'd like to be on the show, 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-9222. The San Francisco Archbishop, ladies and gentlemen, and some of you may regard this as long overdue. The San Francisco Archbishop, Salvador Cordleone, well, I think I'm pronouncing that right, announced today that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is barred from receiving Holy Communion. That is due to her pro-abortion stance. According to Fox News, the report that I'm reading This marks an escalation in decades-long tension between the Roman Catholic Church and liberal Democrats on abortion. Apparently, the Archbishop wrote a letter to Nancy Pelosi. He says, a Catholic legislator, a legislator who supports procured abortion after knowing the teaching of the church commits a manifestly grave sin, which is a cause of most serious scandal to others. Therefore, universal church law provides that such persons are not to be admitted to Holy Communion. The catechism of the Catholic Church is unambiguous on the question of abortion, both in procuring one and assisting in the practice. Since the first century, the church, I'm going to read this sentence again. Since the first century, the church has affirmed the moral evil of every procured abortion. This teaching has not changed and remains unchangeable. Direct abortion, that is to say, abortion willed either as an end or a means, is gravely contrary to the moral law. And the archbishop called abortion and infanticide abominable crimes. Now, I do not know, I would love to hear what many of you Catholics, whether you are devout, whether you are former and not practicing now, or whether you are still a Catholic. I would like to hear what everyone that finds this interesting says about it, but particularly those of you who do practice Catholicism. And this is, <clears throat> this is just, it is, some people may wonder, why now? They could have done this at any point. Why now? This story from American Wire News, and you can find this story on the BS, the Daily BS, the afternoon edition of the Daily BS. You want to sign up for that, jamesgolden.com or bostonerly.com. Elon Musk cracks penile joke amid timely pile-on over sexual assault allegation. 
and we may spend some time with this later on. Elon Musk, of course, has now been accused of sexual allegation. He's up front saying this is political BS. So we there's a story again. You can find it in AmericanWireNews.com over that. Another story turning back to Ms. Nancy Pelosi. Before we do that, let me promo what's coming up. Princess Di is on her way in today. Uh, you may remember that Our Highness was out for a, ro- a royal function last week. She had to spend time with other royalty instead of with us. But she is back today with us, and we're so delighted to have her back. Also coming up this hour, Earth, Wind, and Fire's Philip Bailey will be with us. So you Earth, Wind, and Fire fans, spread the word if you'd like. We've got a few minutes before he comes on. But um, we're going to have Philip Bailey with us this afternoon as well from Earth, Wind, and Fire. Now, this other story, Nancy Pelosi, a line dark money nonprofit, received $3 million from group fueled by a Swiss billionaire. Dark money group, nonprofit, aligned with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Multi-million dollar cash infusion from a secret money group fueled by a Swiss billionaire. And that story is at Fox News. This billionaire citizenship here is being questioned. If he is not a citizen, this needs to be investigated to the fullest extent because if he's not a citizen, those donations are illegal. This from American Wire. Donnie Deutsch tells Democrats to brand Republicans and scare the bejesus out of people. Danny Deutsch, when I, when I read the story, I kept saying, who the heck is Danny Deutsch? I know this name. I know the name. So I had to go look at him. He's this famous uh, a celebrity marketer, celebrity branding expert. He was on PMS NBC, NBC spewing his opinions today. He advised the left, since they can't run on the economy, since they can't run on anything good, he said that the left in this country and this election needs to scare the bejesus out of people. He said it worked so well with, I mean, this is just insane. I mean, he said the left can't run on economic or political successes. Instead, they have to use fear tactics. They're going to have to use fear tactics to get the populace to fall in line with their ideology. We don't have the economy on our side as Democrats, so you have to scare the bejesus out of people. And a way to scare them, to say, you know, this replacement theory, this is not just coming from some dark corner of the web. This is the Republican platform. So here they are, scare people with race-based smears. That is exactly, they don't even have any shame in saying this in public anymore. There's no shame whatsoever. If you heard Rudy Giuliani's program, and you should every day right before this one, you know this news. Former Clinton campaign manager, her campaign manager, Robbie Mook, testified that the then-Democratic presidential nominee, Hillary Clinton, approved, approved the dissemination of materials alleging a covert communications channel between the Trump Organization, and Russia's Alpha Bank to the media. What does this all say? Let's cut to the chase. Hillary knew and approved of the lies that were the basis of this Trump collusion with Russia's hoax that many Democrats to this day still believe because they don't follow the news. Also, today, in a... NBC News, not PMSNBC, NBC News joined in the New York Times, Washington Post, Politico, in verifying Hunter Biden's laptop legitimate. WABC Talk Radio 77, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerder. We're coming back right after this. Rush. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdley. Bo Snerdley. On 77 WABC. Talk Radio 77 WABC. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. Earth, Wind, and Fire brings us back from the Open Our Eyes album. 
Devotion. Of course, Philip Bailey in the lead on this song. Philip Bailey will be joining us shortly on WABC. devotion. And speaking of devotion, we are devoted to Her Highness. She was out last week at a royal function, and I'm not allowed to say uh, which royal function it was, but if you look in the newspapers, you will see that there was a lot of big to-do across the pond with royalty. And so I just throw that out there, perhaps. Welcome, Princess Di. Welcome back. How are you? (laughs) Wonderful. Thank you, James. It's so good to hear your voice again. And I'm done with my travels for now, so I am sorry I missed a week, and I am back in the saddle. Oh, no, no, no problem. Whatever. Yes, the royal (laughs) throne would be much better. Mm -hmm. We all understand. Sometimes royalty has to do what royalty does. Um, Yes, duties. Duties. I had sent you a slew of stories that perhaps we should discuss today. And, of course, was awaiting a slew of stories from you, as is our custom. And then I read a column from David Brooks in the New York Times, and I said, uh-uh, everything else off. We have to talk about this. I need to know your take. Now, David Brooks, to me, is like a one of – they call him a conservative. I've been looking to find out all these years why. This is the guy, right, that's, that, 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 that almost – had an orgasm over the crease in Obama's pants. <laughs> the crease in the pants, yes. Right, that he was him. He has absolutely left the conservative world for decades, but he is still touted that way. Well, I guess in the New York Times, in that world, in that spectrum, he would be considered, you know, conservative because they're all on the left to the point of being commies. Well, in today's column, the column is how Democrats can win the morality wars. And David Brooks himself says this is an essay. He didn't put it as an op-ed, it's an essay. And he takes us through a lot of the background, including um, criticism of the way that progressives have tended to, to demonize Republicans. What is your take reading this article, and what, what did you think after you read this? I want to thank you for asking my opinion on it. There's no way I would have read through this long slog, but I'm very glad to have done it because, you know, it reminds us yet again how the thinking on the left, and this is coming from the left, is so shallow, and it, it comes from a place of not knowing any real conservatives. And clearly, David Brooks has been in the New York intellectual world for too long, and he has lost touch with how we think about everything. So he defines the moral world in two distinct categories. On the left, there's the moral freedom world. Right. So that the left is defined by, you know, how wonderful it is to basically find your own path. You're your own religion, basically. And then on the right, he defines us and our morality as you are not your own world. In other words, we answer to a higher authority, which I can see makes sort of sense. But in his definition, as he goes forward, this is how he defines us. We're in a different moral world here with emphasis on obedience, dependence, deference, and supplication. He has this, you know, handmaid's tale description of the conservative moral view that is exactly what every leftist believes about us. And none of us think that way. It is just so far. And so he he starts with a, a completely wrong assessment of the battlefield, so to speak, of the moral battlefield, and then goes from 
fair. And he thinks he's being so fair and he is, you know, defining our position so fair. I had the whole time I kept thinking of a movie I like called The Verdict. Do you remember seeing that with Paul Newman in 1982? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. He's a lawyer. And there, it's a crooked system, a crooked courtroom set, setting, and a crooked judge. It's a rigged judge. And this lawyer, who is played by Paul Newman, says, Your Honor, with all due respect, if you're going to try my case for me, I wish you wouldn't lose it. And so, that, <laughs> you know, here's, this is how I felt about David Brooks. If you're going to put the forward the conservative moral position don't deliberately lose the argument because you haven't put forth my position or anyone i know in the conservative world so he has made many 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 errors from that starting point but he basically is begging the democrat party to change from who they are and he wants them to make room for religious people like himself who are appalled by the Republican Christian conservatives, but they, they're afraid to join the Democrat Party. And so he wants, he had three questions. I don't know if you noticed that at the end. First, will Democrats allow people to practice their faith, even if some tenets of their faith conflict with progressive principles? The answer is no. Democrats no. will not allow <laughs> Yeah. So, no. So that's his no. first that, that... question. Well, can can religious people be part of, if in, in other words, for pro-life people to join the Democrat Party or for people of religious hospitals in, who don't want to do trans surgery? Can they participate in the, in the Democrat Party? No, the answer is no. The second is, second, will Democrats stand up to the more radical cultural elements in their own coalition? No, no, the Democrat Hell no. is not. I mean, not only won't they, you look at the record of what they have done and they don't stand up to the left. So there's a no. And the third question is, will Democrats realize that both moral traditions, the free for all one of the left and the conservative view of the handmaid's tale on the right need each other? No, they are never going to acknowledge that America deserves and needs the conservative moral position to be in part of the discussion. They they want to shut us up. They're in every outlet that they control, in every cultural institution they control. There is no open door to saying, oh, we need the conservative view expressed here. It's not going to happen. So his three questions are obviously answerable. There's no room for our people who want to have free speech. There's no room for people who have traditional conservative views. So his idea, to answer his own title, how Democrats can win the morality wars, they've already lost the morality wars as he's defined it. So it was a Democrats to me are not even interested. To me, Democrats are not even interested in the morality war. They think, look, this idea that when I read the, the story that, that I led one of the stories I led with that the archbishop in San Francisco right. has told Nancy Pelosi, no more Holy communion for you. I, to me, my first reaction was, what does she care? The Democrat sac- sacrament, what did Rush used to say? The Democrat sacrament is abortion. That is, that is what they worship. That is their Holy sacrament abortion. And if we have seen anything over the past few weeks, we have seen how far they are willing to go to defend abortion without any limits. And that is what the right. Senate voted on. They Even up until the time of birth, that is what they voted on. So the idea that Democrats can win a moral war, not with their present ideology, they can't, and they have no interest in changing their ideology whatsoever. Yes, and Brooks in this article basically says that Christians are doing it wrong, So Christians are doing Christianity wrong. And so he has the instructions of how we should participate in politics as Christians, which is to join the Democrat Party. (laughs) So he's basically, you know, in, in my opinion, he is 
his filter of his own thinking is so so closed, so shut. He can't think beyond his out of his own box, beyond his own prejudices. And the prejudices are that the left is right and the right is wrong. So you know he cannot understand why our side seems to be suddenly winning some cultural battles. And he is making himself feel better by saying, well, really, conservatism is falling apart, and especially Christian conservatism is falling apart. It's in an existential crisis. So, in his, yeah, they may win the, the midterm, but ultimately, the only way to proceed is in the le- left moral view. So, you know, he's well, wrong from start just... to finish, and it's been an entertainment. Well, I'm glad you were entertained. I'm so glad that you that you actually spent the time to read this. I was I kept reading through it, and I my head was just spinning as I was reading through this piece today. So thank you for such a clear analysis of it. I do want to tomorrow, when, when you join us for our Saturday morning radio extravaganza, I want to talk about some of the other stories that have been in social media and some of the things. There has been so much happening. And I'll tell you what, for yeah. the first time, I was a little bit, I was a little bit stunned this week when, the, when the Homeland Security, that that awful institution, actually put out a notice that they were concerned about violence over the Supreme Court decision after this yeah. week. But they're worried about violence from the left, who now saying they might want to storm the Supreme Court, they might want to kill justices and kill the clerks. These people yep. are, these people are told, well, all this time they they've are. been pushing this right. All this time they've been pushing this right-wing, right-wing extremist nonsense. And finally, they had to put up a flag for everybody to see, oh, we have some left-wing extremists in this country that might want to kill Supreme Court justices. Yes, they had to reluctantly admit it. And that's where the violence primarily comes from and always has been the case. So the fact that now there's some admission of it, it's like, okay, you've swerved into the truth. Finally, well, Princess Di, thank you. We look forward to hearing you tomorrow. Thanks for joining us. As usual, your wisdom is unparalleled. <laughs> we'll, we'll catch it's you tomorrow. Great to hear your voice, Sir James. Looking forward to it. Bo Snurley, aka James Golden, or James Golden, aka Bo Snurley, have it your way. It's Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. We're coming back. We've got a lot more right after this. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly Rush on 77 WABC. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Yeah. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly with you here on 77 WABC. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Back in the music radio days of WABC. The group Earth, Wind, and Fire had more number one hits than you could imagine. This voice. Fire Philip Bailey, solo artist Philip Bailey, percussionist Philip Bailey, musician, composer, songwriter. Thank you for coming on the show again, Mr. Bailey. How are you doing this afternoon? 
I'm doing great, sir. How are you doing today? I'm doing spectacularly well. You know, I Good. have been a fan. I have been a fan since the, uh, let's see, the first album I heard from Earth, Wind, and Fire was Last Days in Time. And then I went oh back my. and discovered, oh, yeah. And then I went back and discovered the earlier album that was on Warner Brothers before you, they jumped over to Columbia. So, right, right. It, I wasn't yeah. there then. I know, right? right. And so, but right. but you were there for uh, for the for the last day in time album, and that's last where I first time. got introduced. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Last day in time was the first was the, my first entry into the band. What was it? I, I know it's hard to paraphrase those decades and decades and decades. I've read your book as well. I've read Maurice's book, but can you kind of just tell our audience that? What it was like on that roller coaster as you became, as Earth, Wind, and Fire became a group that was at first not so well known to becoming an international sensation? Well, it was a journey. You know, um, we, uh, Maurice reorganized the band uh, in uh, 1971, uh, and after I moved out to Los Angeles was initially uh, introduced to him in Colorado when the first group came to Colorado and played a promotional show and my my uh, band opened the show. So that's how we met. But at any rate, in, in answer to your question, uh, it was a journey. And um, uh, when we started uh, to, uh, we were all together, in Los Angeles, and it was a it was a journey of discovering, you know, the vision that Maurice had uh, to render a service to humanity through our music, uh, through positive input, and uh, you know, positive vibrations, as he says. Um, and so, you know, we were, you know, we went about discovering. Uh, what what the what the purpose of the band what the purpose of the band was and Maurice was very detailed in the, how he envisioned uh, the band. But then having that vision, it just kind of uh, took off and um, and evolved into what it became. Now your solo career has been really amazing as well. You have. You're multi-genre. You haven't been one genre. You said, you, by the way, what I what I understand, you grew up listening to all types of music, from jazz to folk to everything, and enjoying it. And certainly, your solo career has exemplified that. You've done um, music that has been secular, non-secular, gospel music. In fact, you won one of your seven Grammys. I think is for a Grammy, uh, uh, for the album Triumph, which was is a gospel album. So what have you hoped to accomplish as a solo artist in the years since Earth, Wind, and Fire? Well, you know, I started my solo career while, you know, uh, early in, in the 80s. Um, and uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, in my mind, has always been a wonderful uh, uh, launching pad for whatever you know, the creator is what wanted for me musically. And uh, so I've gotten the opportunity throughout the years to step out and um, kind of discover uh, who I am as an artist and, and grow uh, outside of Earth, Wind & Fire, um, playing with different musicians, having different experiences. And it's been a lot of fun, and it's given me something to always bring back to Earth, Wind, and Fire. One of the fun, and, and everyone, <clears throat> most, a lot of people have seen this. I think one of the best music videos, well, one of the music videos I enjoyed most was watching you and Phil Collins on your smash hit, Easy Lover, because you could tell that you guys were actually having fun with each other doing it. It looked like it was just to a total blast. Well, it, it was. It was just uh, there was nothing planned. Uh, they were just shooting everything from me actually getting to the video site uh, on a helicopter <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and us seeing each other 
for the you know for the uh, since the uh, the recording of the record and the whole thing, and us trying to just you know us just kicking it and talking about okay, you know, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? You know, and it was a hoot, and it was just really it was it was serendipitous that we really got all that stuff on film, and it just became the video. And that is just an amazing video. Let's talk about your foundation. Aside from everything that you've done musically, which is for some people would just be, okay, I've done my due. I mean, there's a land, there, there's a line in, in one of the songs that is my favorite. When, when, when you say at the end, you hope God will say, well done. This is in, you know, um, help them see the light. But, mm-hmm. and, and so you said, yeah, when I sing my final song, I, I hope the Lord will say, well done. But and it would have been enough if you had, if you had just done music. But you're doing a foundation, and the purpose of the foundation is to help people transitioning out of foster care. How did you yeah. come to that? How did you come to well, that? You know, and, and music is unity. Mm-hmm. Yes, music is unity dot org. Um, uh, basically, let me just say this: uh, uh, you can you can text uh, to foster challenge to. Uh, uh, seven six two eight seven. I mean two seven six two seven eight. Um, uh, we're we're doing a lot of different things. We've been uh, active in in helping these causes for over ten years, and a portion of our proceeds have always gone to uh, foster uh, organizations that are helping these foster youth uh, foster folks. Uh, age out of the uh, system. Uh, and, uh, you know, this is foster care month, May is, and we've got two more weeks. So the, the thing that we're doing now, we're, we're uh, to support foster, foster youth, we're um, having a uh, foster challenge that you can win tickets to the Earth, Wind & Fire Santana shows, um, the June 21st show, there's two tickets for that. And the June 22nd show in uh, Concord, California, there's two tickets for that. And then uh, the Earth, Wind, and Fire show in Tanglewood, August 9th. Um, but you can uh, you can go to the website, musicisunity.org, or test or text Foster Challenge uh, to uh, 76278. Um, to win a pair of these tickets and uh, VIP tickets with all the bells and whistles and uh, come and enjoy the show and help a very uh, worthy cause at the same time. So you, Earthman and Fire and Santana, now that's got to be a fun show. I've enjoyed the performances you've done with Chicago. And and it looks like over the years, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, I'm sorry not to cut you off. Um, Santana, uh, was the first band that we we ever toured with back in the seventies. We the first time we went to uh, Europe was with Santana. We we, wow. we went with Santana and opened the show. So and we haven't done this package since then. So it it's uh, it's a it's a lot of fun for all of us, you know, to uh, to do this package. And the tickets are are just doing so great. Um, it was initially uh, scheduled uh, for a couple of years ago, and then we know what happens with COVID. But right. yeah, we're, we're excited about getting back back to it, and uh, go- looking forward to having a great summer tour. I, man, what a show that is! I would love to see it, um, but because I've always enjoyed the shows with Chicago that you guys have done, and it looks like over the years of doing those shows, the two groups have just grown closer together. And that's to you I mean Chicago, another group that was just I mean just <laughs> what can you say? It's just an amazing and so Santana so, 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 so much similarity, so much similarity with the uh, the uh, the uh, musicianship of the both of both bands coming out of the seventies uh, and you know very prompt uh, 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 on their on their instruments and the whole thing and. Yeah, so you know, and and many many hits from the from both bands from Santa to you know and Earth Wind and Fire. So yeah, it's a great it's going to be a great night of music. 
You know, I'm going to tell you something that I think. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw Earth, Wind & Fire Live was at the Garden, Madison Square. And um, Sly Stone was headlining the show. Now, I was yeah. a huge Sly. I, I, yeah, I'm a huge Sly Stone fan. It's Sly and the Family Stone. So they were the headline. And I saw something that night that I have never seen. Earth, Wind, and Fire came out. You guys came out first. You came out with no music. You came out just doing a pantomime routine, and it captivated the audience like crazy. Everybody was like, wow, what is this? And then the music starts, and then you guys did a show that was unlike any show that I think most music fans to that date had ever seen happen live because you guys were into theater. You were into the whole thing, right? After you guys performed, Sly came on. I never thought I would see this. People walked out. They were just like, okay, I've seen enough. I've seen enough. I love Sly, but I got to go. This was no one can top what I've just seen. Oh, and that's not, to know dis, that's not to diss Sly, but that's what happened. And it blew I my mind. That. You I guys. Remember <laughs> yeah. I remember that show because we only, we, only, um, we only opened for him a couple times uh, in our career. Uh, I think one at Nassau. Coliseum, and then that one time at Madison Square Garden. But yeah, you know what? And we were we were big fans. We're big fans of of what of Sliding Family Stone as well. But yeah, we, you know, we 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 put it all out there when we were on the stage and stuff. And and back then with all that energy and and night night naivete, we you know we were we were having a lot of fun. And it showed. Well, again, um, the, people can go to the music is unity dot org, and you can there also uh, find the tickets and join this and join the the uh, the force to challenge there, and have a chance at winning some tickets to the concert, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and Santana. And um, we hope to you know continue to talk about your foundation. Your foundation is doing great work; has been doing for ten years, and we'd like to continue to support you in your efforts. Well, we sure appreciate it, and we hope to see um, uh, people uh, go to musicisunity.org and see what we're doing and get involved and and, uh, and and text and get some tickets and come out and have some fun with us and help a worthy cause. Sounds, sounds great. One day we'd love to have you back and just spend some time on our Saturday show just talking about music and kicking it and listening to it if you have the Let's time one day. It. Thank you. Let's do Let's it do then. It. Okay. Absolutely. All right, Philip Bailey, ladies and gentlemen, Earth, Wind, and Fire. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, here with you on Talk Radio 77 WABC. We're coming back so much more right after this. Rush. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurley. Bo Snurley. On 77 WABC. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurley. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurley. Rush. And now, Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour presents Rush. It's What's Going Down with Carl and Brown. Yeah, what's going down, all right? <laughs> I guess Bob I like Brown, it. Jacqueline. I guess I like it. Yeah. So, let us talk Elon Musk, Bob. Okay. What is going down with Elon Musk? Oh boy, we never heard this before. He said, she said, right? Okay, SpaceX founder Elon Musk reportedly paid a flight attendant $250,000 to settle a sexual misconduct claim against him in 2018. Uh, the story by the insider reporting the attendant work as a member of the cabin crew on a contract basis for SpaceX's corporate jet fleet, which he's accusing Musk of expose, uh, exposing, I should say, his erect genital. And I made that into genital. That wasn't the original word. <laughs> rubbing her leg without <laughs> consent and offering to buy her a horse in exchange for an erotic massage. Again, according to interviews and documents obtained by Insider. Now, the incident supposedly took place in 2016 is alleged in a declaration signed by a friend of the attendant and prepared in support of her claim. Now, Musk on Twitter denying all allegations and saying it never happened. Okie dokie. Okay, so. And that's not all he's saying. He's also saying that, hey, if you think this happened, um, he's suggesting that 
She look, should identify his private areas and describe them. Right. He said, I, look, look for look for tattoos. Look for marks. Let me know. Right. Something like that. He, he, he said something about, the, yeah, look for any uh, identification signals, remarks on his body. Something like that. Right. Hmm. Well, Jacqueline, what have you got for us? Well, former New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio is making a run for Congress. De Blasio, (laughs) he made the announcement Friday on NBC's Morning Joe. The poll shows people are hurting. Uh, They need help. They need help fast. And they need leaders who can actually get them help now and know how to do it. I do know how to do it from years of serving the people of this city. And so today I'm declaring my candidacy for Congress in the 10th Congressional District of New York. Now, this all happened because of those redrafted district maps. Um, Jerry Nadler, yeah, he represents New York's 10th district now. But now with the newly drawn district maps, he no longer lives in the 10th district. But guess who does? Bill de Blasio, because it includes part of Brooklyn. So that's that's how that happened. Are you all right? Mm. Do you need any, like, assistance? I mean, I, there? I listen to this guy talking about he knows how to help people. He's the guy that this is why New York is hurting. And now it's like, okay, I haven't inflicted enough pain on New York. Let me inflict some more. What else do you have, Jacqueline? Well, we have, on a more serious note, new developments in the shooting death of an 11-year-old girl in the Bronx. In a press briefing today, police have arrested a 15-year-old boy who allegedly fired the shot that killed 11-year-old Kiara Tay. Now, this suspect was identified as Matthew Godwin. He's facing charges that include murder, manslaughter, and two counts of criminal possession of a weapon. NYPD says the driver of the motor scooter is believed to be 18 years old. He's still on the loose. 11-year-old Kiara Tay was shot and killed Monday by a stray bullet fired by a suspect from the back of a motor scooter. And they're saying they ha- they now have the suspect, and he's 15. I'm glad they have the suspects. I'm, this is, again, a sorry situation with kids doing these awful things, what we used to call kids. It's just tragic, and I'm, the family will never find peace. We know that. Right. Jacqueline, Bob, thank you. Oh, Bob, I have an amendment. I have an addendum to one of your traffic reports really Ooh, quickly. Okay, let it fire away. Yeah, you said that people were being, that, uh, there's a problem at 169th Street in Queens, 179th Street. Signal problems, so right? What's a signal, right? Yeah. Yep. So if you want the hack, ladies and gentlemen, if you're headed out that way, get off at Parsons Boulevard, Ooh. walk over to the bus terminal. It's not <laughs> a far walk. There you go. And you can get where you're going from there and just avoid that whole mess. Get off at Parsons, walk over to the bus terminal, and get a bus to wherever else you're going, and forget about trying to wait it out. Most certainly with your 77 WBC traffic update. Got to write that down. Traffic Traffic hack. Traffic hack. Indeed. That's great. Thank thank you, you. Thank you. We'll catch you next week, okay? Let's head to the phones on Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. People have been waiting. And let us start with Vicky in Cherry Ridge, Pennsylvania. How are you this afternoon, Vicky? Or Vic. No, I'm is, sorry, it's Vic. It's, all right. Uh, now, Cardinal uh, Corleone, he's been going after uh, uh, Pelosi for months. But now the Cardinal from Washington, D.C., he refuses to do anything about Biden. And I've called for the excommunication of all these guys. You know what I mean? Really, it's a joke already. They're making a mockery of the faith. And when Biden came out and said the Pope said he was a good Catholic, I don't know what Pope he's talking about, but I think that was an out-and-out lie. But again, uh, I'm going to try to get through to the Cardinal in D.C. and see what's going on, and uh, maybe he'll finally take a stand and, and say something, because he wants to pass bills to kill babies up to birth. Give me a break. Thanks, Bo. Thank you. Vic, I appreciate your call. Let's try to squeeze as many voices as possible. And Natalie, Suffolk County, New York, thank you for waiting. Natalie, what is on your mind this afternoon on Bo Snurley's Rush Hour? Hi, Bo. So good to talk to you. I'm a lifelong Catholic, and the older I get, the more rooted in the faith I become. It's about time this has happened. This should have been happening all along. It's a slap in the face to God. People would say the church. I say it's a slap in the face to God. It's a slap in the face to Jesus. Do not be doing this. People who are doing this are not with God anymore, and they need to be stopped from receiving communion. It is also not a good message to send to other Catholics. 
And it's not the kind of thing where we should be saying, what's the big deal? We have to be flexible. That's not how it works. In the Old Testament, as the, the Jews were going through the wilderness, and he would tell them, annihilate these people because these people sacrifice their own children to the gods they believe in. You have to annihilate them. It is not the church that says this is wrong. It is God. Wait a minute. You have to annihilate who? I'm sorry. I, I lost you on that Others. point. As, as they were oh, going you, through the desert, different people, like the Philistines. Okay, I understand what you mean now. Right. Okay. And so people are going to say, oh, the church needs to be flexible. No, we, we have to go by what God says, and that's what the church should be sticking with. This is wrong. Thank you so much. I appreciate the call. Thank you so much. Let's go to John in Peekskill, New York. John, welcome to WABC Talk Radio 77. How are you? I'm doing great, Bo. Thanks a lot. And, and hey, I just want to say I love your show. I really uh, I listen all the time. I've got Thank a you. trivia question. You're, you're welcome. I've got a trivia question for you. Earth, Wind & Fire and Sly was my first concert. So I guess we were there together, which is pretty mind-blowing. Um, something interesting happened with the bass player in that concert. Do you remember what it was? Verdine. Verdine they had on a wire flying around the stage up in the air, and something, I just don't remember the specifics of it, but something happened. It looks like I think there was some kind of malfunction or something. Was that it? Well, actually, you got it right. It was the fact that they had him, you know, I don't know, 70, 100 feet above the crowd, jamming out of his mind. It, it was a sight I'll never forget. So you, you got exactly. it. Exactly. Right? It was... That's what I mean. It was no one had ever seen a concert like that before. It was it was totally amazing. And that's why when Sly came on, everybody was. Yeah, it was my first concert. I thought that was normal. (laughs) (laughs) John, amazing. Thank you so much. I'm going to grab some other calls. Let's go to Jimmy in Brooklyn. Jimmy, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. Remember, Catch at Night is coming up next. Keep your radio right here. Get that WABC app. Keep WABC with you night and day. And on the weekend, we're back tomorrow at 7 a.m. for our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Jimmy, Brooklyn, what's on your mind this afternoon? The mass murderer racist that killed all those innocent people in Buffalo was part of a national Bolshevik uh, movement. Now, you know Bolshevik is communist, so this is a fascist movement built and controlled by communists. The mass shooter that murdered Muslims in a mosque in Australia was national Bolshevik. That shooter visited North Korea, visited communist China, praised communist China. So you have right-wing crazies, but then you have right-wing crazies that are further, further radicalized on the Internet, just like Muslims and other people get radicalized. But this movement to radicalize right-wing crazies to do bad things, that is actually a communist movement that works discredit Jimmy right. Jimmy now you know I love you but I want to see I want to see where's proof of this you know I'm just not going to let things come on and say okay you make that assertion and here's where the proof is so you know I love you and you know I've been loving you for years and a lot of things you say have by the way folks if you don't know who Jimmy from Brooklyn is Rudy certainly I heard Rudy Giuliani say he wants to write a book with this caller okay because Jimmy's knowledge of communism is so in-depth but that said, you make that kind of assertion, I want to see where the proof is. And I can't do that right now, Jimmy. Love you. Call us back at some point, please. Okay, let's go to Marie in New Jersey. How are you, Marie? Thank you for waiting. You're welcome. I'm fine. See, Borchesting goes. I didn't hear what you said, Marie. Try again. Okay, we have a horrible phone line, Marie. I wish we could take more of it, but I heard what you said, a sixth commandment, thou, thou shalt not kill, but we were having a horrible phone line there with you, so we'll let you go right now. Let's go to Eddie in Manhattan, WABC Talk Radio 77. You're on Bo Sturley's Rush Hour. Bo, Bo, I love you. You are the greatest. This is Eddie, the doorman, 57th Street, Sutton Place. Love you, Eddie. You How you doing? What's what? Man, thank you. Man. Thank you, thank you. Bo, 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 one thing that's sad is the Bronx is the highest abortion in America, my borough, the Bronx. 
something has to be done. It's very now, see, this is an interesting. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. This is one of the things when you hear Democrats defend abortion, when you hear Democrats say they're proud to go get divorces, they're proud to be abortion doctors. What they are saying is they're proud to take part in a genocide that is happening in the womb. And that just blows my mind. And yes, the Bronx, why? Where does, how does Planned Parent choose to be where they are? Hmm? You answer that question, you will understand a lot. Let's go to Peter in New Jersey. You're on with Bo Snerdly, Bo Snerdly's Rush Hour. How are you, Peter? Good. How are you? Good, thank you. Uh, okay, uh, I'm not going to get too hard. I just want to keep it very light. The weekend's coming up. I just want to ask you a quick question. Who do you think has the best breasts, uh, earth, wind, blood, sweat, and tears, or Chicago? And you're not giving my boys any props right here. Those boys, they need some props. Are you? Oh, man, you're talking about AWB. Are, are you kidding me? I recognize that in me. That's AWB. Okay, it is impossible to say best. You forgot Tower of Power. You forgot Chase. You forgot so many of the other groups that had amazing horn sections. So they were all badass. And if you listen to them, like, I loved all of them, right? And that's why it's so much fun to see uh, Earth. And, and how about Mandrill? And then again, in Earth, Wind, and Fires with Santana on this tour, that's going to be amazing. And remember what Philip Bailey said, musicisunity.org. You can also get tickets for that gig. Locust Valley, New Long Island. Steve, thank you for waiting. Thanks for taking my call. I love you. I wish you were on more. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, and who doesn't know Jerry from Brooklyn? I wanted to ask you a question. Uh, were you friendly with Omar Hakim? Omar and I are like brothers. You know, we grew up together. We have written music together. We, he's just an amazing man. He's an amazing drummer known worldwide. He's simply, he's amazing. One of these days, um, hopefully, we'll have Omar on and his career. You know who he is. If you listen to Let's Dance, Money for Nothing, some of the Anita Baker songs, Stevie, this guy has been a drummer composer for everybody. Look, time to go. We're back at 7 a.m. for Bo Snurley's Saturday morning radio extravaganza. John Katz up next. May God bless and protect each and every one of you and your family. Shout out to my crew at WABC. You are the freaking best. Love you. We'll be back tomorrow. See you then. Bye. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.